Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Making her way to the mic. They start dimming the lights. You start feeling alright. From Birmingham, home of the Teddy Longs, and the Ruben Studders. More once you discover. For all of the lovers, Whitney Houston and Roman Reigns. For all of the lovers, Mickey James and Marvin Gaye. For all of the lovers, of Sasha Banks, Janelle Monet, Silk, Sonic, and Paige. Allow me to say. Look, I just found a place we'd escape For every one of us I was kinda late Cause I just made it off the struggle bus Walking by the fate Cause I know it's right in front of us Yo, I ain't with the hate Gotta focus on what's great Ladies and gentlemen Steph Hardy is on the air Had to drop a couple bars Just to make you all aware So, sit back, relax, enjoy the show You know I go by Joe or the wrestle Hey y'all, welcome to the season three premiere of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl Stephanie Hardy. Yeah, at the beginning of my episode, you heard a song and that song was done by Josiah Williams, aka Wrestle and Flow, formerly of WWE NXT. He was an on-air talent and I got him to do the theme song for my show, which will probably be, which will definitely be a permanent fixture on my show. So thank you, Josiah, for that amazing song.
song to intro my show. Now, of course, I've got your news and gossipish, and I have a special conversation with pop culture host TK Trinidad, who's also a mentor of mine. And of course, I'm just going to talk about what I've been going through and what I've been doing on my break for the last couple of weeks. So sit back, relax, and chill out and listen to an episode of The Hardy Wrestling Podcast. I miss y'all. For this premiere news and gossip, bitch, I want to start by talking about something that I saw yesterday um, that premiered Thursday night, I believe. But then I was uh, I was able to watch it online. And that was the Vice Versa China documentary. Um, Now, if you may or may not know, um, in the 90s, um, there was this wrestler named China and she was considered the ninth wonder of the world and she was a former women's champion and the first woman to ever hold the intercontinental championship and she was a bodyguard for dx that's the group involving triple h and Shawn michaels and x-pac and all of them and she was a huge star in the 90s because i remember seeing her you know and wondering like is she really like a woman at first because i was i didn't know you know that women at that time I didn't know that women could be that muscular but just seeing her just sort of you know gave off the impression that you can be a woman and be super tough in this business and take out you know men just as well as women but there's a lot about her um career and a lot about her life that a lot of us did not know until now it's like it a lot of stuff had been rumored but in the documentary it revealed a lot of stuff because sadly she passed away in 2016 um and they were her manager oh my god was working on a documentary for her called the reconstruction of china in which they took her it showed her from living in japan for like the last three years to coming back to the united states and doing comic-con things and doing stuff like that but then it also showed her struggles with um substance abuse and alcohol abuse which subsequently led to her death and it was just the saddest thing because within this documentary you had these people working on the reconstruction of china documentary but then it never finished and it never came to fruition because um she passed away and also because the people who were in charge of it her manager and other people it's like they it seemed as if they were using her a lot of the time to sort of fit their own agenda and it was just you know not exactly the best they weren't doing it with the best intentions and they weren't trying to seek help for her when it seemed like she was going off of the wagon it was sad to see but then within that they also told her complete story from when she started um training as a wrestler with killer kowalski at his pro wrestling school to her childhood trauma that she went through where um her mom and her dad didn't have the best relationship and she witnessed them abuse one another and then she witnessed her mom go from relationship to relationship and just sort of see that trauma play out as well and how she never really spoke to her mom in like 30 years and when she tried to reach out to her mom you know it would always fall apart in some way shape or form or her mom would just flake out on her in some way shape or form 
And it was just really sad because it seemed like the only person she really had was her sister. And when they were close and when they were younger and they were working out together and stuff like that, she wanted to be a wrestler. Her sister didn't want to do it. And China just went all in and just decided, you know, that she was going to go and be a wrestler for WWE, which is where she met Triple H and started a relationship with him and all of that. And I definitely recommend watching the documentary. And it seemed like she trusted a lot of the wrong people um with her life because she was always seeking family elsewhere because of course her actual family wasn't exactly you know the best wasn't in the best situation and it was just really sad to see her try to find a sense of belonging where it seemed everyone was just trying to use her and even in the WWE and it was just really really sad and the saddest part was was just the fact that her manager who who was like using her to a degree it's like she was seeking to find you know asylum and family with her with him and with her relationship with X-Pac and stuff like that and it was just she was just trying to find a sense of belonging and a sense of love but it was always the toxicity of drugs and substance abuse that sort of you know permeate permeated a lot of her depression from being erased from the WWE when they let her go and it was sad because they were making her you know wrestle the women and she wanted to wrestle the men most of the time and she wanted to feel you know heard and she wanted to feel seen and treated like she like she mattered because they compared her level of fame in the WWE to Stone Cold Steve Austin's fame which I believe is relatively true because she was kind of out there she was on a cover of magazines she was in tv shows like she was everywhere and she wanted to get paid what she was worth but they weren't willing to do that and which sort of gives off the stigma of oh you're a woman you just need to take what we give you and not just demand more and it's just it was just a really sad situation all around and even in her death she didn't find peace because she wasn't it's like she was cremated and then they put some of her cremate her um cremains in the um ocean and she was and her manager was supposed to give her cremains some of her cremains to her mother but her mother never saw those cremains and they put her in an urn that was decorated with um rhinestones and it just and she just wasn't treated with respect at all and it's just so sad and ultimately what I would prefer is if the is is if WWE had any modicum of respect for what she offered in terms of wrestling and for who she opened doors for they would induct her into the hall of fame on her own merit and not just focus so hard on what she did outside of WWE in terms of her adult film career and stuff like that because the WWE Hall of Fame is filled with so many people who've done so many shady things and I can't imagine them you know putting so much of a stigma on her just because she did this thing outside of WWE and adult film I mean whatever I mean so what like just give her her flowers it's like you didn't give her her flowers while she was alive the least you could do outside of her being in dx is give her her flowers for what she did for the women's division and how it exists now like there would be no jade cargill there would be no bianca belair 
And there would be no Charlotte Flair or Rhea Ripley's if it weren't for China. And they need to respect that and actually, you know, not, you know, erase that from history and make it seem like no one cares about her because it's clear from what I saw um, during the live tweets and stuff like that that people still do care about her legacy so if they want to do right by her in some way shape or form that they didn't do while she was alive put her in the hall of fame of her own merit you know and just not focus on all the personal stuff for okay triple h so what she used to date you and yeah you left her for stephanie whatever nobody cares about that we just care about china getting her just due so that was a really tough documentary to swallow but i do recommend that you do watch it so you can get that information so also in the news um on a lighter note we have becky lynch being rumored to have been at the performance center um, to train so she could prepare for her return. So PWInsider.com's Mike Johnson reported Friday that she visited the Performance Center as part of her preparations to step back into the ring. And of course, you know, she's been off of television um, since announcing last May that she was pregnant and her and Seth Rollins, you know, welcomed their daughter Rue in December. So she's had a baby and she's just been enjoying being a mother while also training at the same time. And, um... It was really cool to find out from Valentina Loca, who participated in the Belladonna Division show. And it's like she also trains at the Black and Brave Wrestling Center that um, Seth Rollins owns and operates. And she said that at times, you know, she would see Becky Lynch there, you know, training with them and actually giving giving them, you know, some pointers and stuff like that. So she's been Becky Lynch has been teasing her comeback um with posting pictures of curtains and stuff at royal rumble and she posted a picture of herself working out that's with caption that spelled out night one of wrestlemania which sent everybody into a frenzy because we thought she was going to come back and sort of insert herself into the smackdown women's title picture um that involved bianca Belair and sasha banks in their historic match right but she didn't show up at all so she's been trolling us um a lot of the time which i think it's funny but i believe that when she does come back it will be with welcome and open arms because we have been missing her a whole lot so i'm ready to see becky lynch back um and a part of me wants to see her in some program with Seth Rollins because he's just been off the rails ever since, you know, she announced her pregnancy. So, you know, if you remember in early in the quarantine era, after she announced her pregnancy, everybody was congratulating Seth and Seth just flipped out and went crazy. And he's been acting goofy ever since. So I'm ready to see that, you know, take place. Also in the news, we have um, in terms of baby stuff. Brandy Rhodes and Cody Rhodes welcomed their daughter Liberty Iris into the world yesterday and that was really you know amazing to see so I want to give a congratulations to them they posted on social media and Brandy Rhodes said happy birthday Liberty Iris we are so in love with you beautiful sweet girl we are so fortunate and blessed to be your mom and dad and Cody posted and said that she was born six pounds and 12 ounces and that mother and daughter are doing wonderful. So we send a beautiful congratulations to them and their new baby girl being into the world. What a weekend to come into the world. It's Father's Day weekend. And <laughs> and then today is Juneteenth too. So it's just a very beautiful thing. So congratulations to them. Also in the news, we have Mick Foley um, sort of getting down to his knees and begging WWE to push Cesaro. 
So he proved it during an interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin during his episode of the Broken Skull Sessions, which will air this Sunday after um, Hell in a Cell. So during the sneak peek that they posted on YouTube, um, Mick Foley was quoted as saying, can I talk to the camera? Vince, please, you when then he was talking to um stone cold steve austin he said you started in 88 or 89 60 years of experience we know a little something we both proved vince wrong right he had us set for this level and i'd say we exceeded that level trust us and give him the chance let him prove i'll get down on my knees and i'll beg vince please all we're saying is give cesaro a chance i just believe in that guy wholeheartedly give him a chance and years ago, um, Vince McMahon stated in an interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he stated, you know, with, and he basically said that while he gave his belief that there was something missing from Cesaro, he still felt like he could, you know, grab the brass ring and Stone Cold Steve Austin was offering his support for him. And it's just, and you can see that this year it sort of changed because Cesaro beat Seth Rollins, you know, at WrestleMania 37 and had his first big singles win at a WrestleMania. And then he went on to challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at Backlash this year. Um, even though he didn't win, that was still an amazing showing by him. So you can't help but wonder, you know, if one day he'll have a chance. So I would favor him and also Big E to possibly win Money in the Bank whenever they have it this year. Um, those would be my two favorites to win the Money in the Bank briefcase. And then he could hold on to that, you know, for however long he chooses and then cashes in maybe like who knows. So I'm definitely here for Cesaro getting a push because to me, he has everything. He has what it takes to be a top star. So that, those are my feelings on that. Also in the news, we have Roman Reigns um, throwing mad shade at The Rock and John Cena. Um he responded to those rumors of big matches, you know, with those two, because it's been rumored that John Cena could come back for SummerSlam um, because that'll be a good moment for him to come back because they're planning to have a live crowd for SummerSlam and stuff in Las Vegas. And then there's also always the rumors that Roman Reigns could fight The Rock at either Survivor Series this year because it'll mark 25 years since The Rock has been, you know, had made his debut as a wrestler or that they could have that match at WrestleMania in Dallas next year, which would be great for me because I want to go. So <clears throat> Roman Reigns um, had an interview with ESPN Sports Nation and he suggested that The Rock and John Cena should remain in Hollywood rather than testing their might against him. And he was quoted as saying, I'm a problem right now for everybody. If I were them, I would stay on set. Yeah, a match with The Rock is like a dream for a lot of our fans, but it ain't a dream for his, you know what I mean? I get a lot of this with both Dwayne and John Cena as well. These guys are doing very well for themselves, there's no question about it. If I were these guys, I don't know if I'd want to come back and deal with me. If I were them, I'd stay on set and keep pumping out these streaming service movies. Don't come to my ring is what I would do. And there, it's like you have a winning combination with these people Roman Reigns and John Cena have fought before and it was lightning in a, in a bottle with that you know because it's like you have Roman Reigns who's like the most polarizing star at that time and he was you know 
a good guy around that time and John Cena was just sort of you know poking at him and sort of wanting him to sort of go bad but now you have Roman Reigns who's the bad guy and then you have John Cena who's gone on to be a star in Hollywood and stuff like that and and he's looking to prove himself you know in WWE because he misses you know wrestling but it's looking like Roman Reigns is sort of taking his place but with The Rock it's like they're related and you want them to fight each other because you want one to prove that he's actually in charge of the Samoan dynasty and you got the other one who's the actual champion that we see week in and week out saying he's the head of the table so I feel like you have more of a winner with Roman Reigns and The Rock than you would with Roman Reigns and John Cena so I mean you never know what they'll cook up so I think it'll be interesting either way and speaking of The Rock to end this segment he was voted People Magazine's list of on he was voted number number one on why people should love America by People Magazine and he beat out um, COVID-19 vaccines for the honor and he also beat out Dolly Parton, our ability to pivot in the 4th of July. Um, and those were the things that made the top five and the 100 reasons to love America. And he also addressed the idea that people would want him to run for president um, and stuff like that. And he said, you know, it's cool that people consider him for the honor, but he didn't want to necessarily do it because of all the BS and stuff that goes with politics, which is true because it seems in politics, it's like everybody has, not everybody, but some people really have their own agenda when it comes to politics, as opposed to serving the people that they claim they want to serve. And I just don't think that um, The Rock would want to, you know, tie himself up with that because there's so much influence that he already has on his own being an actor, wrestler, producer, um, tequila maker, all of the above. <laughs> like there's just so much that he already does, you know, within itself. So I just can't imagine that he would want to, you know, mess that up with a run in politics, even though they did address it, you know, on his show, Young Rock, where he's running for president in a fictional world with that in the future. But who knows, you know, what he might do because he does everything. So and then this isn't the first honor that he's gotten from People magazine. He was voted sexiest man alive a couple years ago. And I can't argue with that because he is a pretty sexy man. He has a beautiful smile and all that stuff. Um, so and he's also one of my favorite wrestlers as a whole. I just want him to come back and face Roman Reigns. That's all I want. So <laughs> I'm just a simple woman. That's all I want. So that's all for news and gossipish. And now we're going to go to my conversation with pop culture host, icon, and extraordinaire, TK Trinidad. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of The Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl, Stephanie Hardy. And I have a very special guest with me today. She is a mentor. (laughs) I would say she's a great mentor of sorts to me as I find my way during this um, podcasting journey. And she is a host of various podcasts and shows and all of the above. Her name is TK Trinidad. How are you, ma'am? Hey, hey. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm really honored to have you on my show because I feel like I've been following you for like the past five years and it's just oh my god wonderful how we've just connected now <laughs> and I'm just so happy to have you on here like this is great so um I'm gonna start by asking you when did you fall in love with wrestling um gosh it's like a two-part story so um, every Sunday, because I'm from Canada, so every Sunday WWE uh, would have wrestling on. And so my brother, my dad, and I would watch wrestling every Sunday. So that was like my first introduction to wrestling. And then um, I just am very active. If you guys don't follow me, I do a lot of, I'm just busy. I've always been busy. I've always been like doing three or th- two or three things at one time. So I was in like Girl Scouts and ballet and piano. So I just really didn't have time. I didn't watch much TV when I was a kid. And so then I got back into wrestling when I was in college, when I was on the track team at Mount Sac. And we started watching wrestling on uh, Thursday nights. And then I lost track of it again. And then um, I got back into wrestling again because of Xavier Woods. I was in Toronto, mm-hmm. I was doing TV there. Um, he happened, and we actually talked about this like a couple days ago because I spoke to him. Um, I was doing TV there and I didn't know, I just, he told me this recently. He was with TNA and they sent him to Canada without like any representation. Like they didn't have a talent person. I thought he was with a talent person. So he walks into the studio and you know, it's, hey, I'm just gonna put it, it's like I was black, he was black. So he said, what's up? <laughs> and we were probably like, we were, we were like the only young people there. And so we just became friends and I went to go and see him. He gave tickets to the event that he was wrestling, went to go, actually was supposed to go and see him, missed out because he gave me the wrong address. We stayed in contact. And then um, one day, but this is, I wasn't watching wrestling and Mm -hmm. I had no idea he got signed to WWE. And then one day I had moved to LA. He happened to be in LA for the EC3. He hit me up. He's like, oh yeah, you're in LA, right? I was like, yeah. So we go out, hang out. And he's like, yeah, I'm signed up WWE now. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And so then he gives me like free tickets to uh, to the event and I like absolutely fell in love again. And that was around the same time that I was with After Buzz TV and at the, around the same time that Christy St. Cloud, she moved to WWE and Sean X-Pac was looking for a co-host. So I was probably into rock, watching wrestling again, maybe about six months or so when X-Pac needed a co-host and 
I, I, they were like, hey, we know somebody. And that's how I got fully immersed into it again. Yeah, I was actually researching you and I saw your website and you um, and it did mention there was a little quote that he said about you. And he said he was talking about how great you were as a co-host. And I thought that was interesting because how I got exposed to After Buzz is that I used to watch Scandal and mm-hmm. they had um, an after show. And I really loved their show it was Emil Ennis Jr. and um, Cornelia Stradwick and two other people, I believe Sophia Stanley mm-hmm. and Pam Erickson. And that's how I got exposed to the whole After Buzz thing. And then when I saw that they had him for wrestling, I was like, oh, snap, you know, this is cool. And that's how yeah. I found you. So it's just like, man, <laughs> that's yeah, a cool it's definitely, story. It's definitely, uh, it's, it's, it's a roundabout way. But, you know, um, it was just so funny because of me and, and I never know what wrestlers are just so with their five billion names. I never know what to call him, but I just called him Xavier. But like we were just talking the other day and it's just like so crazy on how long ago it was. And I had no idea that they just sent him there by himself. Like it was just so random. And now he's like, you know, a dad and he's like doing all these amazing things. So yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, so you mentioned a little bit about your background coming from Canada and watching wrestling with your um, father and your brother. Mm -hmm. Um, What was it like being raised in a country like Canada, which is sort of like, one of the I would say one of the Mecca countries um for wrestling so what was that like growing up um you know what I had no idea sorry folks my phone is like going off because I'm waiting for my UPS driver so I'm, I apologize um but I had um I had no <laughs> I had no idea um about wrestling about, I mean, I knew hockey existed, but um, I was so laser focused into track. Um, I, was, I was really focused into track. Um, I absolutely love track. If I had known that there was no money in track, I'd probably focus in something else, but that's another story. Um, but I was really focused into uh, sports and I was just really active. I did ballet for 15 years. So um, I really didn't realize how big wrestling, wrestling was in Canada until um, I really started doing women's wrestling talk. And it's just like, oh, like, can like Canada rep- produces wrestlers like we produce hockey players, and yeah, I had no idea. I never went to my I went to my first hockey game in Los Angeles. Never went. I eventually went later on in Canada, but it was just like I had no idea. We weren't we weren't poor, but we weren't rich. Like we weren't doing like I went to one one concert in my childhood like we weren't doing the extra stuff like we were eating and we were going to school as an extra crooked activities like that was that was above and beyond like hey that 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 was you know we weren't watching pay-per-views we weren't doing any of that stuff it's like don't even bother asking it's not happening so um yeah i had no idea um i was just living living my life in canada just just living <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because here in the United States, you know, the way that I was exposed to knowing that Canada existed was either number one in geography class and number Mm -hmm. two in WWE because almost every wrestler from Canada, you know, lets you know it. So it was always, it was always Trish Stratus was like Canada flag and like mm-hmm. so many different, of course, the Hart family with the Canada flag and everything. It's like, if they were from Canada, you knew they were from Canada, Edge and Christian. So mm-hmm. that was just how my biggest exposure to that and sort of finding out more about that. Um, and it's interesting that you say you really didn't have that much exposure in, in terms of going to events like that because of your background in track and sort of 
your extracurricular activities. So um, does your athleticism sort of fit into your your career now? Um, and how were you able to sort of apply that in your hosting in terms of wrestling and the questions that you ask um, various athletes and such? Um, I feel like, so like a backstory, so I, I did track, but then I also got a scholarship to Oregon and, you know, I went pro for literally a hot second. Like, I like to say I went pro, like I did, but I didn't um, because I was injured, but whatever. Um, but I feel like um, running at that level and actually training, like I would train for six hours a day and, and being in that kind of mindset helps me connect to other athletes as well. So, you know, I had um, another show that I do. I have Marcellus Wiley, who's from sport, um, Fox Sports, Speak for Yourself. And, you know, we connected through football and stuff like that. So it's just one of those things where being a former athlete, it's just kind of like you, you, can, you can have those conversations, especially through retirement and stuff like that. And even learning by watching wrestling in real life, like being so close up to the ring, and seeing it's the amazement of doing what they do and not injuring themselves and the other people involved is like, it's bar none because it, you have to have a, a real high level of skill. And so I can, con I can connect on that level with wrestlers. Um, and I have a tremendous respect for them because that's, you know, for me, it was track. Nobody touched me. I stayed in my lane. Um, it was very, it was very safe. So um, for, you know, I, I also played football, but it's wrestling is just on, on a whole nother level. It's a different skill set. It is. And I do admire anyone who, you know, chooses athletics because I was never an athlete myself. Um, but just seeing the type of focus and, you know, having friends, you know, who were athletes and stuff like that and the focus that it takes and the determination that it takes, you know, I admire it so very much. And I definitely fully admire when women do it too, because it's just like, yay. You know, you're just like me and you're doing this amazing thing. Yeah. Um, and it just, it inspires me and it makes me feel like I can be strong, even though I know I can't really run like a whole mile and all that other, and wrestle. I mean, whatever, but. <laughs> it's, it's not about that. It's just like, like at this point, um, for me, it's just being able to, like our bodies are just so amazing. Like if you just think of, you know, how they, how you get up in the morning and you can walk to the bathroom, like all that stuff is just amazing that there's some people who can't do it or there's, you know, animals who have like, they, they can't do all the things that we do. Um, so just even just moving your body and then being able to just do it in different ways is just an amazing thing. So not even just the sports aspect of it, but if you really just, you know, like look back, like sit back and look at all the things that you do on a regular day, that you know you couldn't do you know when you were a baby you had to learn all these things it's just our, our, our bodies are just so complex and so amazing yeah it really is and then in terms of wrestling it's like I it's almost like when you were talking about how they learn how to not really hurt each other um and to do it in a way that makes it look real without drastically hurting people it's mm -hmm. like that's the type of stuff that that makes me happy but then at the same time I respect them so much for it and it makes me mad whenever anyone says oh it's fake yes. and all this other stuff but my mm -hmm. thing is it everybody I've heard I heard Paul Heyman say one time like everybody can't be a wrestler um and you know and a lot of people talk about it as if it's the most simple thing and it's not like you have mm -hmm. to have you know an athletic background you have to have like some type of 
you know, it takes a certain type of dedication and determination to pick up that skill and to make something look like it hurts, you know, right. Even though sometimes it may, it may still hurt, you still have to make it look like it hurts and try not to hurt the other person and take care right. of each other. And then also believability. You could be an amazing athlete in the ring and then just your mic skills are terrible. Like you, right. you know, not, not, not only do you have to be a wrestler, you have to connect with everybody for them to either believe the story or, you know, get on your side or hate you. It's one of the two things. Like if you're just lukewarm, then it's just kind of like, I, I mean, I love Roman Reigns just look wise, but you know, when he was lukewarm, nobody really cared for him. But now that you either hate him or love him, like he's the best thing since sliced bread. Like, I love this gimmick that he's doing. So it's just like, you, you can't, we've seen so many people. Like I, I started following, um, gosh, I think she's like two boy boyfriends behind now. That that wasn't really shady, but um, I think his name is Stacy, Simone Biles' ex-boyfriend or maybe ex-ex-boyfriend. Mm -hmm. he, he was part of the WWE and now he's not. And he's an amazing athlete. Like I follow him on Instagram and I'm seeing him do these crazy flips in his living room. Like he's yeah. an amazing athlete. And you know, I don't know exactly why he got let go or if he decided to leave, but it's just one of those things that not everybody can do it, no matter how great an athlete you are. You need those both components to really succeed. Right. I was rooting so hard for him too, because he was like, he had the look, he had everything and then it just mm -hmm. didn't work out. And I was like, well, dang. Yeah. Um, and you have people who are there for, you know, Aaliyah. She's been with NXT for what, seven years? It's not longer. Yeah. What's happening there? Who knows? Hmm. Well, hopefully they'll be able to figure it out and she'll be able to rise more as an athlete. But back to you, um, since I mentioned that I found you on um, After Buzz Television um, in 2016 on the Raw After Show, um, can you name any of your favorite moments or any um, favorite interviews that you may have had on that show? Oh, wow. Um, we didn't do too many interviews, but um, I mean, I love... That raw after show, it, it was it was fun. Um, I mean, of course, my my adopted annoying brother Evan T Mac, who's now with WWE, uh, the Bump. Um, okay. That's how our relationship started, and you know, actually, it started before that. We actually did a red carpet together, but you know, he's he's great. I love to see what he's doing. Um, I just talked to him a couple weeks ago, um, but. He ended up being my co-host for Women's Wrestling uh, Weekly at the time. Um, Johnny Costo's doing amazing things. Uh, Flobo. I mean, they're all um, Jack, Jim. I, I feel like I, I have to name them all now. But they're all, um, I mean, whenever I'm doing like panel stuff or anything like that, I always kind of give them a call to see if they want to hop on. So they're all... Um, yeah, it was it was just it was it was fun times. It, it was definitely it was definitely fun the days I could do it because some days it was just like it's not happening. Um, so um, the bonds that were built, especially through the wrestling community within After Buzz, um, they're still there. And then I'm really happy, happy to kind of say that. Yeah, that show just looked like it was really fun. And something that is really fascinating to see is to see all of the people who are on that panel doing all kinds of amazing things in wrestling and in broadcasting and everything. It's just the mm -hmm. thing ever. Just to see Evan um, Mac on the bump now, it's just like, man, I remember I used to watch you on YouTube. Look at you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's doing so so amazing things. I think he has like a, a movie he's working on or a TV show. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, in this industry, you, you can't be, you can't wait for somebody to give you something. Like, obviously, if you get the job, that's great, but you also can't just rely on that job. And I think a lot of people who are, um, 
are successful um, are is, is sticking to that formula. The people who are just kind of waiting for the next, you know, thing to come around. I mean, you're not really seeing them. And how does that company know that they can hire you if you're not doing anything? So it's kind of one of those things. So it's really great to see everybody doing amazing stuff. Yeah, that's how I found Jay Washington too. So that was like when we did that um when we did that watch along and you said he uh-huh. was this, I was marking out in my head. I was like, "Oh my, oh my god, god. <laughs> I'm going to tell him." It's so funny because every time I do something um that has to do like either comic related or wrestling related, I always get like some type of message like, "Oh my gosh, Jay Washington." And I tell him, I'm like, "Yo, you're just gay to me." Like, "Okay." Um so he like we both get a kick out of that but yeah it's 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 so hilarious and he's actually we're actually doing um another show on his network uh that's debuting on uh, every sundays at two o'clock so yeah i mean and i actually met him through after buzz too through uh johnny so you know it all kind of circles back yeah it's wonderful so i want to switch gears and ask you if anyone has ever sort of tried to gatekeep you or make it seem like you shouldn't know as much as you do because you're a woman of color or because they feel like oh well since you're a woman you shouldn't know this much when it comes to um sports or stuff like that or they're surprised if you do Mm, not really i i think because um I mean, I think because I have the stature of an athlete, even though I don't think I do anymore. Um, I, I mean, I was at a pop-up the other day and these three women came over and like I have like a skincare line, et cetera. And they're like, you look so strong. And I was wearing like a skirt and just a, a t-shirt. Um, so I think because I have the structure, I think because of my ballet too, I have a very like very straight posture. I think that because I have the structure of an athlete and I still walk like an athlete, like, you know, it's, I still kind of drag my, I, I still walk like an athlete a lot. Um, I think because of those things, um, people are not surprised when they hear that I'm a former athlete. So um, I think people are maybe almost, I don't know if it's like disappointed because I don't, this sounds terrible. So when I was covering sports, I was heavily into sports. It's just really hard to know everything. So it's just kind of like I get calls to do sports stuff. I get calls to do wrestling stuff. I get calls to do just entertainment stuff. And it's really hard to keep um, track of everything that's going on and then run to other companies and then have like other shows and book interviews. So it's just like when I'm not getting paid to um, watch sports, it's like I don't I'm, I might get at the championship game. That's probably about it. Um, but watching it daily, I just it's it's. I mean, wrestling alone during the week is 15 to 20 hours. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I am never successful at watching all that every week. Never. I mean, I don't even, I don't even try. You know, I used to be, try, I used to try and be disappointed. Now it's just like, yeah, we're just doing the Cliff Notes version of, of this particular show on, you know, NXT and I caught Raw and that's great. So um, yeah, there's just a lot going on. Okay. So basically, because you have all the background knowledge of how to be an athlete and because you carry yourself as such, no one has ever really, you know, thrown anything negative at you. No, not not sports wise. Mm -hmm. As far as being a black woman in the entertainment industry, um, it's very there. There's it's so for me, it's a little bit different. Being a black woman, uh, being from Canada um, and being and not being the stereotype 
Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes people want me to be the stereotype of a black woman and I will never be that because one, uh, my mother's still living, not to say she's, she's, she was passed away, it changed, but um, I really respect her opinion. And the last thing I want is to get a phone call from her asking why I was acting the fool on television. So um, that really, um, when, I, when I look at job opportunities or get offered certain things, that's the first thing I think of. Um, and then two, I mean, I'm not, at the end of the day, you're gonna either like me or not. I'm really kind of set in who I am. So if you want me to be, you know, uh, a black chick from the hood, like, no, I'm a black chick from Canada with a Caribbean, you know, descent. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, I, it, 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 when I first moved here, people were shocked that I had came from a two parent household, which is incredibly rude, but it's whatever. It um, so, yeah, so <laughs> it, it's just, yeah. So it's just one of those things where I, I, I have received that a lot. Um, but at the end of the day, we're, we're in a really great, as people in the entertainment industry, we're in a really great position where you can create your own content and you have access to YouTube and Anchor and Instagram Live and TikTok or whatever to create your own platform. And the only thing you really have to do is stay true to who you are and just be consistent. Um, and the people that are gonna like you will continue watching. And the people who think that you're not black enough, or you're not this enough, or you're whatever, then they're not gonna watch. Or they'll watch just to hate, which is great too. Um, so yeah, that's kind of been my experience, but not so much on the sports side. Yeah, I just know from my experience, um, I've had people sort of come at me in a certain way online where I'll post something about wrestlers in terms of being African-American wrestlers and representation in that way. And someone will say something off kilter like, why does it have to be about them being black? Why can't they just be a great champion and all this other stuff? And I've also had a person, you know, shoot down an idea that I had um, about, you know, just something cool that I had thought about in terms creatively in terms of wrestling. And right. they wrote a whole essay <laughs> about why it wasn't a good idea. And it was just the worst thing. And they attacked me and all this other stuff. And I wound up having to just, you know, block him or whatever. But oh, wow. it's okay. You know, I just try my best to just keep my head up and to just know mm -hmm. that my voice is important and it's important for who it's going to be important for and if it's not important for you then you just need to leave me alone right no yeah that's i mean that's the great thing with when um women's wrestling talk aka women's wrestling weekly started it was just like um you had at that particular time now there's a bunch of women's wrestling podcasts out there which i'm i absolutely love but at that particular time you just had a lot of podcasts where it was just these um pretty much white guys asking you know all these female wrestlers questions and um one you know coming from the perspective of being a woman and understanding that hey um this whole hair thing and all like those those are questions that some of us might want to know those are some questions that we take in consideration but you know also asking questions on on race like i have a folder pretty much of you know interviewing in particular black female wrestlers where they were talking about their experiences whether they had them or not or whether you know somebody told them to change their hair or like it, it's it's one of those questions that you know 
I can ask because I've also too experienced it. And where somebody else who doesn't, who doesn't, has no idea, who has no idea that a black woman can literally have a different hairstyle every day, every day for the whole year, if not two times a day, like not understanding that you you won't you won't even think to even ask those type of questions. So um, I definitely think we were really. I'm going to use this word not not to put too much on it, but pioneers in being able to ask those questions and ask those questions before, you know, even the Me Too movement and all that stuff. Like we, we were really just kind of showcasing um, women who happen, who, women who wrestle um, versus having, you know, them be, oh, well, you know, we have a woman wrestler on and they've already had, you know, 60 episodes of male wrestlers. So um, I'm really proud of that. And that's where I really strive to like continue um, pushing the product forward. That's great in the sense that you were able to sort of spark that movement of more women um, in wrestling podcasting. And it just inspires me to want to just continue to move forward in what I'm doing as well. And so many other of my um, of my peers, you know, mm-hmm. just moving in terms of representation for women um, and hosting um situation so i'm really glad that you did that with that show and continue yeah, shout to, it as well yeah shout out to kevin under undergarl because he was the one who really uh pushed it it was an idea that i kind of it was a little idea and he really watered it and, and helped it you know flourish so shout out to him from after this okay so i want to like you mentioned how you have a bit have you have like two other businesses so outside of, you know, interviewing, you know, various celebrities and different athletes and stuff like that, what other interests do you have outside of that? Um, interest. Okay. So I have two other businesses. One is centerin.co, which is a skincare line. So body butters, body scrubs, um, body washes, massage candles, stuff like that. Um, so me and my business partner started that. We both came up from TMZ and, you know, we became business partners, started that. And that's going really, really well. And then from that birth, another company called Clipper Ranks, which is a beard oil company. And that's my business partner's brother. So the three of us are in that company together. And him, uh, Everett Blair, he's actually the official barber to James Harden and Kanye West. So um, I pretty much CEO both of those companies. And then um, it's just that's the, the whole thing um and yeah then I have I don't know how many shows maybe four or five different shows um including the wrestling shows I, I don't I try not to count um but yeah uh there that's pretty much the majority of my day it's if it's not doing the business it's doing the shows whether it's interviewing or booking guests or um um, taking a lot of phone calls, which has been happening a lot in the last month and a half. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's something around that every day. And then I'm really getting into, um, charity work as well. So, um, that's another thing I'm really passionate about. Okay. So you're passionate about serving others while also, um, just being an all around businesswoman. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, and I don't want to get mor- morbid, but we're not going to live forever. And I think the last thing for me personally, um, some people might be, you know, um, okay with leaving the earth and not necessarily leaving their mark. But for me personally, I really want to not only leave a legacy for my family, but also whether they know my name or not, also just leave, like do something for others that doesn't relate to any financial gain for myself. 
um, because everybody needs those that step up, whether it be, you know, uh, we have a charity that's going to do backpacks for kids, like whether it's like that kid gets a backpack, they might never know where it came from, my company, whatever. I don't really care about that stuff. It's more about, you know, that backpack may have really inspired him because I love getting new stuff when I was a kid, especially the first day of school. So that new backpack with the stuff inside might really inspire them to like keep at it with education. And that might push them forward to study math and sciences and stuff like that. And that might push them forward to doing something that is going to affect us worldwide in a positive manner. And that could be just from getting that backpack. So, you know, I really um, am about humanity and just, you know, just doing something that if I were to leave tomorrow or next year or 10 years from now that I at least did something beyond my, you know, my circle. So that's really important to me. Definitely. That's very, very inspirational. Um, even though you thought it started off kind of morbid, it was still, you know, it's very truthful. And that's it something is. I respect about you. You're very honest. So um, <laughs> you're very honest in the sense that, you know, it comes from a deep place. And that's just, yeah. and I definitely admire that. So how has the pandemic sort of affected how you do um, your interviewing and also your business ventures as well, because I know it's affected a lot of people. And well, it affected everyone. We were all a right. part of this global um, crisis, and it sort mm -hmm. of made us have to really like have like a come to Jesus moment with how we're doing everything or not doing everything. So, right. how has it affected you, and how were you able to pivot around? It? Um, the first part of it, I was going through a lot of stuff personally. So it was, um, you know, I had deaths in the family that wasn't because of COVID, but um, some stuff going personally around that time that, you know, then you layer it with COVID and the world being shut down. It wasn't a really good position for me to be in, but also it, I don't know, there was just, just this moment where it was like after my birthday in August that I just decided that I wasn't going to, I mean, I had the resources and I had the connection. So I wasn't going to allow the pandemic to stop me or I wasn't going to stay, I was going to stay at home, but you know, we had technology. This wasn't like in the 1920s where, you know, you're home and that's about it. Um, so with the pandemic also right when it hit, the business started to do really, really well too. Um, and the business is like my baby. So when the pandemic hit, essentially we started off with making $1,500 in 2019. And we ended up making like $3,000 uh, in one month in 2020 in the month of March, um, right when the pandemic hit because everybody was home. So now I was like, oh, okay. So uh, when this is no longer like, oh, we made some extra gas money this is cute. This is now a business. Um, so that is really grown to the point that we have I think six people on staff now. Um, so that's been really helpful. So that's that started because of the pandemic. Um, women, well, After Buzz had stopped. I don't know if they're coming back. I don't know what the, the word is for them, but After Buzz had stopped. Therefore, uh, Women's Wrestling Talk was on a hiatus for about four or five months and um, brought that back. Um, another show that I do, Black Queens Uncut, we just got picked up by a couple sponsors. So um, in the midst of that, I think the pandemic didn't happen because I think I started, I ended up starting 
two or three other shows because of that. And I have another show called Peaks and Valleys, which I'm really, really proud of. It's a very motivational show where I interview different people from all walks of life. And they talk about times where, you know, ish wasn't right. Um, So I think because of the pandemic, if it didn't happen, then I probably wouldn't have did those shows or, you know, the business would have just kind of been still, you know, kind of chilling. Um, And now coming out of the pandemic, it's like, you know, I'm getting back to being busy, but it's more busy doing my own things and essentially making my own money, which is um, great. So for me, it kind of turned out to be a blessing. It's like you stopped and then I was able to start again and kind of go from there. Yeah, it's like a lot of people were able to blossom in ways they just never thought that they would. And I know definitely that happened with me um, in terms of starting a podcast, even though I started the podcast before the pandemic, like shortly before. And it's just being able to do this has basically saved a lot of my mind in a sense, because you tend to focus a whole lot on what's going on on social media and on the news and everything. But this sort of helps me to sort of focus on something that I know that I absolutely love. Right. Help me to find other talents that I didn't know I ever had before. Cause yeah, it'll definitely yeah, stretch you. It did. And I'm really <laughs> glad that it did. And I'm, and I'm happy it did that for you as well. Um, and I'm, and I hope that you have been able to sort of find healing, you know, through everything that you were going through previously. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it um, it really, yes, yes, I, I, I did because everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer of that. And if the stuff life-wise didn't happen and the pandemic didn't happen at the same time, then I probably wouldn't have done half the stuff that I did that I have done. So it's just kind of like I, it's almost like I needed that full like, oh, what the hell moment, everything is falling around me including the world and now everything else um and so it was it was definitely um to me I feel like that was God's way of saying okay I've I've tried to tell you softly but clearly you're not listening so I'm going to essentially strip you of everything and that's what happened and he's like and on top of that too you can't go anywhere um so that would happen that's what happened and I, I I definitely for me think of it as as a blessing I know a lot of people lost people and I I, I did too but I think everything happens for a reason and um those who want to learn and listen and watch they they take that as a lesson and those who don't they continue learning until they figure it out and sometimes they don't yeah god will definitely shake your table and sometimes flip it all the way over for you to what's going mm-hmm. on <laughs> that Ooh, part, all that i mean <laughs> it was real but it was funny at the same time yeah i mean image of him just going yeah you're not listening <laughs> yeah pretty much that's 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 most of our conversations it's just like now now it's just like it comes to a point where you think that you're gonna i i thought for a very long time that i could plan everything out everything's gonna go according to my plan and now it's just kind of like okay it took me a long time to realize that it's it's not my plan like all i can really do is me um and really stay in tune with that so i i that took me a long time being yeah being you know a first generation from immigrants like we're very i feel, I feel like there's a, a certain mindset that you have to do everything it has to be perfect and you realize that 
we as humans are nowhere close to that. And once you figure that out, then life becomes so much easier. So yeah, it took me a while to get there. Yeah, it's going to take me a minute too, considering I'm just in my 20s and just trying to figure everything else out, but it's okay. Um, you, so. you know what? Honestly, <laughs> you never figure it out. Right. I didn't realize I didn't realize that you never figure it out until literally like five years ago. And I was just like, oh, so you mean to tell me there's going to be never a moment where you get the house, you get the kids, you get the fence, you get the car and you're living where you want to live and you have the job you want to have. You mean there's not going to be a moment where, OK, I'm done. You mean the kids are going to start acting up and your husband's going to start acting up and the dog decides to die or like it's never going to be it's okay. never there's it's. It's never going to be like, once I realized that I was like, oh, okay. All right, cool. <laughs> like, there's, there's no point. Like you strive for your goals, but then there's just no point to strive to that ultimate, whatever that is in your mind, because it's never going to be exactly how you envisioned it. Because if there's other people involved in the mix, everybody wants to do their own thing or somebody just is having a bad day or whatever. So it's just kind of like, okay, well, clearly you guys are not going to read the script that I read that wrote for you guys. So let's just, we're just going to go with it. Yeah. And I'm going to keep that on replay for the rest of my life. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to um, switch gears back to wrestling though. So what would you say, um, how would you feel about the differences between uh, in wrestling between when you started watching it and now? Um, I love seeing, so when we started, there was a lot of, there was a lot of indie female wrestlers. So that was great to see. And I love to see them either being signed to places or people are now recognizing what they're doing. So it's not necessarily the signing part, but it's like their work is coming like people are appreciating them for their work. And there's just so many, it's not the traditional like five, six, seven, eight WWE female wrestlers. It's like, you know, you have Thunder Rosa, you have Will Nightingale who's like breaking out, but she's been around for a minute. Um, so you have like so many women, Faye Jackson, like Big Swole. We have so many women that, um, you know, even when we interviewed them, like they were, they've, they've already been on the scene. It wasn't like they're very, they're brand new. Um, so I love the fact that it's like they're almost the world is catching up to who they are, not like they're coming into who they are. It's like the world, the world is seeing them finally. Um, so I love seeing that. And then it's also expanding um, female wrestlers. Like at one point, again, you would just know, you know, five, six, ten, whatever. And now you can name different promotions. You have, you know, um, uh, Maria Canellis doing stuff for ROH. Like you have so many wrestlers just kind of going all over. It's Thunder Rosso Mission Pro Wrestling. Like what she's doing is amazing. So it's just seeing all that stuff and seeing that we're creating our own. I say we as a thumb wrestling, but they're creating their own kind of lane um, that doesn't. It, it it can also involve the male wrestlers, but it doesn't have to. And there's still going to be a, a great market for it. So that's the biggest. Um, difference that I saw there's just so many different promotions I mean we had shine and stardom that that's been there for a long time but just so many different promotions and it just seems like you know even with shine people are kind of trading it like oh, okay well it's just like indie but now it's like everybody's taking all, all a lot of these promotions seriously because now you have other female wrestlers that are going to all these promotions that you might have been following here and now she's doing something over there so um I'm just excited to see that and I don't know. I just, it's a catch 22 at WWE. I kind of feel like 
their storylines could be kind of bland. Um, so I, I hope that one day they, I think they, I think they did hire, they did hire two female writers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope that one day they kind of figure it out that it's no longer, oh, we're best friends and we're no longer best friends. And like, they really flesh out storylines for right. the female wrestlers. So that's what I hope in particular for WWE. I think Impact um, definitely does great storylines. AEW is kind of, it just depends on who it is. Um, but again, they're just starting. So you can't expect them to be, you know, a grown ass man in the business when they literally just started, you know, less than five years ago. So I'm just excited to see that. But again, it's another promotion that we didn't have five years ago. So um, the opportunities and just so many female wrestlers coming up, I'm just kind of excited to see what's going to happen with all that. So that's the biggest difference. Okay. It's funny because I was going to ask, I was going to also ask you, like, how did you feel about the state of women's wrestling now? But you sort of answered that. Yeah. <laughs> answered that question. So it's so It's funny. coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. I feel like we have to, I was talking, I was actually talking to Jay about this. It's kind of one of those things where we have to, um, it's a catch 22. It's like you can demand a promotion to have more places for women, all this other stuff, or you can create a mission pro wrestling and just do it yourself. And I mean, I, I kind of am leaning more to that. It's just kind of like, why not just create instead of begging to be at somebody else's table? Why don't you just create the table? Um, so I'm more leaning to that. I love what Thunder Rosa is doing. Um, but again, it's, it's you know, you see the bigger, you know, WWEs and et cetera, and you're seeing that and you're just kind of like, really real, this is, this is, okay. Um, but you know, I don't think WWE is catering to people who watch them every week. Um, so, you know, if they're not, if they're not for us, then you know, they, it doesn't really matter what we think. You're now just complaining to, you know, a brick wall. Yeah. So, <laughs> they're, yeah, they're going to do whatever they want to do when they want to do it. Um, you know, you tweeting and hashtagging all this stuff may get a little blip, but they already have a, a game plan and whatever, you know, especially for Raw and the pay-per-views, whatever Vince decides, I mean, is going to go. It's not like I'm going to say, I want this. And Vince's like, you know what, TK, you're absolutely, you've been talking about this for six months. You're, you're absolutely right. I am, I, I, I now see your vision. Um, that's not going to happen. I mean, I wish it does. It happens in my mind, but that's not going to happen. And then the moments where it does happen though, like the moments where it kind of does happen, where they kind of listen to us, they throw us a little bit of a bone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it really can be, you know, beautiful in the sense and sort of fulfilling in the sense, because I think about Kofi Mania and then I think about Bianca and Sasha and how we sort of push for them on social media to be the main event and then boom, they were. So- Yeah, but see, that's the thing though. It's a caveat with Kofi wouldn't have happened. Like it wasn't their thought, it was just it out of something that happened. Yeah. And I think with Bianca and Sasha, unfortunately, and I don't want this to take be taken away or misconstrued like they didn't deserve it, but it's in the era that we're in. Like no offense to people who are not black and women watching this, but black women are popping right now. So um, it, it, that's you saw Bianca on Self Magazine. You saw Bianca on pretty much. She did an interview with Ellen, I believe. Like so, you saw Bianca doing the circuit before the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, would that have happened 
three years ago and we didn't have women's evolution you know this passion well obviously it was the pandemic but the year before that we didn't have women's evolution according to Mary Canellis it's not happening um so is that you know is are, are these things that are happening they're throwing us a bone because it's the in thing or they legitimately feel that way mm-hmm. so you know again I don't I don't want to be one of those people who's like, it's just bashing WWE because I, I watched the product. I appreciate the product. Probably going to Vegas for SummerSlam. But, um, you know, when I look at the how things happen, it's just kind of like, you know, I, I, I don't even know if this is a good analogy, but it's like finding finding out um, your significant other is cheating on you. And then, then, they just, then they decide to like treat you amazingly because they got caught. But why could you just- Treat me treat amazing you? from the jump. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just kind of like, I don't know if that was a really good analogy, but that was the first thing that came, kind of came to my mind. So it's just kind of like, you know, if they did that, if they did they, they did that push for Kofi before, like if that none of that other stuff happened, yes. But Big E, it seemed like that, like that was the idea they were going to push Big E, but that was after they split up, you know, New Day, which I don't appreciate, but I can kind of see where the vision is. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I'm still going to watch it. They do have some great moments where it's just like, oh, this is amazing. And they have some, you know, sorry moments, but if you're going to perform every week, three hours, you can't, you're not going to have a great performance every week. It's just right. not it's like, it, it's, it's just the law of science nature. If you look at any professional athlete, they're not going to be able to play every single game at 150%. It's right. it doesn't happen. You're not going to be the best mother or father at like at 150% every single day, especially with right. kids who are active. It's just not going to happen. So, um, you know, you just take the good with the bad. You watch it and you're like, oh, this is terrible this week. Um, and I'm going to watch something else. Or you watch it and you're like, okay, I can complain. And now I'm going to move on. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, who would you say is in your top five mm. um, in terms of wrestling, you know, male, female, or non-binary? That's really hard. Um... Okay, so I'm gonna go like this because I personally feel after I do interviews with people, I kind of, especially if it's a great interview, I feel like they've become my friends. Um, so I cheer for them a little bit harder. Um, so those for those who've like watched me on AfterBuzz and stuff like that, I absolutely love Naomi. Um, I think they're doing her dirty, but it's another whole conversation. But um, Naomi for sure. Oh God. <sighs> That whole family just takes up my five. I love the Usos. <laughs> I absolutely love, you know why? Because um, I interviewed Naomi and, oh my God, this is so terrible. I'm gonna just say her husband because I get them mixed up. Um, but he was there and it's, so he was there. And then I think maybe three or four months, Jimmy? Yes, that's Jimmy. Okay, maybe three or four months later, I went to SmackDown in Ontario and I had gotten seats like I was literally on like the front row but Ontario's like super small it's not like stable center so you're getting tickets to front row it's just like whatever so the front row and Jimmy and Jay were there and the next day I ended up going to I think it was a house show the next day I ended up going to I think I don't know Raw I can't remember which, which show it was the next day I ended up going to Staples Center to watch the live show Mm-hmm. And then I was um, backstage. Naomi invited me backstage, so she's forever gonna be like my favorite person. And it was just so surreal. But I was backstage, and Jimmy saw me. He's like, 
you was at the live show yesterday. I was like, yeah. He's like, why did you say hi? I was like, oh, I didn't even know you remembered me. So it's just kind of like, um, yeah, it just, I, I, for me, my top five is not based off of talent, even though they're all, those three are all talented. It, it's just more based off of, I love, I think it's humbleness. Like I love people who are in positions of power or positions of um, success when they act nice and they don't need to. Mm-hmm. Um, that really, really impresses me. That really, really just kind of touches me. That really, really makes me want to go hard and defend you in any platform. Um, so that's more of like a personal thing. So I would say those three for sure. Um, I would say um, Xavier, but I feel like he just doesn't even care. He's just such a weird one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, damn. Oh, gosh. Okay. I hate when people do this to me because I'm like, can in one sentence or in, can you give me five and then they give you ten? Um, so I'm going to say Naomi, the Usos. Um and Steve Austin. Okay. That's pretty solid. That's really, yeah. really solid. And I can respect yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I, try, I try. I was like, man, there's so many people. I was just like, all right. I just go with people that I know. Steve, Steve Austin was another one. He came in for an interview when I was at X-Pac show. And he was just so, like, that was surreal. Because it's just kind of like... And like he be like telling me jokes and like nudge me like, oh, is that funny? And I'm just like, I am sitting next to Steve Austin right now. This is highly... Okay, this is all right. We're doing this. Um, so, and then we had a beer with him. So it's just so um, what you see on TV is exactly who he is. Like oh, that's, that's so another wonderful. thing too that I, that I really like. So I'd say I'm gonna go with those five. That's wonderful because my mom loves him even though she can't. She doesn't watch wrestling, but she I, she fully identifies with him, and she just loves how genuine he seems. So it's great to know that he actually is. You know, like that. Like yeah, oh he doesn't seem like he doesn't like. And I only met him that one time, um, but I, like you kind of know, especially when you're interviewing somebody before and after, like before, during, and after. Um, you know who's more of an introvert if they turn it on while they're on camera. But you know, it's also the people that, again, they don't have to, they don't have to learn your name, or they don't have to, you know, they could just, all right, I'm here to do this interview, let me do this interview. So um, yeah, he was he was really really cool. Okay, and one final question. What mm -hmm. does the future hold for you, Miss TK Trinidad? Oh, God. Um, well, Women's Wrestling Talk is doing really, really well, and so we'll have some big news uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, so that's doing well. I'm hoping to expand that into a network where, you know, other, it's a kind of across the board where other female um, hosts and podcasters, you know, can do shows, um, you know, we can also give, you know, do more amazing interviews, do panel stuff. Um, so Women's Wrestling Talk becoming more of a network. So that's one thing. Um, uh, my other show also might have some big news uh, with the network. So yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to say what the future holds. I just see it being very bright and very successful on 
all levels, not just business, but personal as well. Like my, uh, on top of working a lot, um, which I'm trying to balance as well, is just being um, a, a great person to family, friends, and just people in general. Like if I were, again, not to be morbid, but if I were to, something were happen, I just want to, I just want people to say like, she might have been, she might have spoke her mind, but she was, she was like nice, or she was this, or she was passionate. Like those characteristics that I, I pride myself in, I want people to see that as well. And you know, that's kind of the, that's how, that's my daily thing. Um, so it's for the future, just you know, be happy and make money, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. I appreciate you and your input in my life and in my hosting life so very much. Um, and I definitely admire you and everything you've done. So if you would just like to put yourself over and tell everyone where they can find you and follow you and, you know, anything you have coming up, just put that over right now. Okay, well, folks, you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Um, on all social media platforms, you can go to tktrinidad.com um, to check out um, interviews or events or stuff. That's all changing too, but there's still a website there. Um, you can go to womenswrestlingtalk.com, www.talkpod.com to get all the women's wrestling stuff. Um, my show Peaks and Valleys comes out every, let me see if I can get the order of this right. Peaks and Valleys comes out every Monday. Um, every Tuesday, Women's Wrestling Talk comes out. Um, every Sunday, Talk Blurry to Me, which is on Jay Washington's network, uh, comes out. Uh, every Wednesday, Black Queens Uncut comes out. And then Thursdays, we do Women's Wrestling Talk News. I think that's it. And there's another show coming out, but I haven't decided what day that will come out. So pretty much just go on my IG, at TK Trinidad, or you can go to the business one, which is um, at Center and Co., um, we're also having a charity event, so roller skating charity event where we're giving backpacks for the kids. That's going to be happening July 30th. So even if you can't come, you're not in the Los Angeles area, you can donate money. All the proceeds, like 100% of the proceeds, goes to buying backpacks for kids for uh, the school season. So that's pretty much it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, and it was such Thanks an honor me. talking to you. Thank you, thank you. All right, you be good. Thanks. Okay, so I want to thank TK Trinidad for coming on my show. And um, like she said, you can follow her on all of her platforms at TK Trinidad. And I would venture to say you should also follow um, Women's Wrestling Talk. Um, please follow um, that podcast because it's absolutely amazing. And the work that we're doing with highlighting women's wrestlers and women's referees and all of that is just absolutely amazing. And we're also looking for um, people who are passionate about writing for women wrestling and stuff like that so if you find us on instagram or twitter please dm us your information so we can work with you so you can you know learn more about writing press releases and doing um live um news programs and stuff like that like do that because it's absolutely amazing and i've learned a lot um during my time with them and it's just absolutely amazing so please follow us and get the hook up with that so in this season three there's so much going on there's so many big things happening with the podcast and stuff like that um 
I'm going back to Belladonna Division to be a commentator again in August. So I'm going to be preparing for that. Um, I'm going to have lots of great guests on this season. And there's just so many other big things that are happening on the way. There's going to be a couple of changes. Already there's a change. I have a new logo that's official um, that was done by Clement um, Wong. And I thank him so much for that. Um, he's done so many professional logos for the WNBA and even for women's wrestling talk. And I'm just so grateful because it really reflects the spirit of the show and the spirit of me. And I'm just really grateful for him and that work for that logo. And hopefully one day, you know, I'll actually branch out and actually have some merchandise made, um, <clears throat> some more merchandise made, you know, with the logo on it and stuff like that. So people can have it and represent if you love the show and stuff like that. But like I always say, if you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, you can follow me at Hardy Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Hardy Wrestle Pod. And you can follow me on Instagram at Queen Steph Hardy and on Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy as well. Um, please listen to the show everywhere on Anchor, um, Spotify, iHeartRadio, on the YouTube channel, and just continue to support my show and continue to help to help support its growth. Um I hope you're staying safe and being your best self. And I hope this weekend you're celebrating, you know, if you do celebrate Father's Day, I hope that you are spending time with your fathers, grandfathers, father figures, great grandfathers and all of those people in your life who've, you know, given you something um, and add it to your life in a fatherly way. And I'm hoping you're celebrating Juneteenth as well. It's the first time it's being celebrated as a federal holiday. And I'm really excited about that. I got off from work early yesterday because of it. It was cool. So I'm hoping you're celebrating that and also learning about what it actually is if you don't know. And I just hope you're also just being your best self. So with that in mind, um, thank you for listening to this new episode of The Hardy Wrestling Podcast. And I'm your girl, Stephanie Hardy. And until next time, bye, y'all. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.